الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن أراد الآخرة وسعى لها سعيها وهو مؤمن فأولئك كان سعيهم مشكورا صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters in Islam. Allah Ta'ala has put everything into a particular system. And when a person will follow the system, then the desired results will take place by the hukam and the permission of Allah Ta'ala. On odd occasions, meaning once in a while, it may happen in a different way, that is the exception, Allah Ta'ala manifests His Qudrat, shows His Qudrat in some occasions, but generally things will happen according to the system that Allah Ta'ala has made for this world. A person is hungry, he will eat and the hunger will be satiated person is thirsty, he will drink water, his thirst will be quenched. Fire burns, a person will put his hand in the fire, he will get burned. So this is the system of the means that Allah Ta'ala has created. But when Allah Ta'ala wills, that fire will not burn also, that's an exception. Ibrahim was thrown into the fire, it didn't burn him, that's an exception. One cannot make the exception a rule. The exception is an exception. The exception cannot be made a rule. So, the same thing is something that we have to apply in terms of the system for the success of dunya and akhirat. One is the day-to-day simple things, we understand the system and we act according to it also. But likewise, there is a system for the bigger picture as we say, for the success of this dunya and for the success of the hereafter. And the fundamentals of this success Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the ayat of the Quran Sharif. That woman aradal akhirata wasa'a laha sa'yaha wa huwa mu'minun fa'ulaika kana sa'yuhum mashkura. The first thing that is mentioned in this ayat is وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةِ That the one who makes a determined intention to achieve the great rewards of the hereafter, to achieve Jannat, to achieve the great position and status in the ranks of Jannat, to attain Jannatul Firdaus, to gain the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala on that day. Because that is the real success. فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازِ The Qur'an Sharif openly declares for us that the person who has been saved from the fire of Jahannam and has been entered into Jannat فَقَدْ فَازِ He is the one who has passed. He is the one who is successful. He is the one who can really celebrate. He is the one who whatever he has achieved is worthy of praise, worthy of uh, 
great happiness. Otherwise, everything else will all be by the wayside. So, the person who wants to gain this rank of Jannat, the person who wants to be blessed with these bounties, then the first thing is to have a determined intention that this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to get. I want to become the special servant of Allah Ta'ala. I want to become a good Muslim. I want to be somebody who fulfills all the obligations of deen. My ibadat must be done properly, very well. My muamalat and dealings must be done correctly. My muasharat and social life with my parents, with my brothers and sisters, with my family, with others, my neighbors, etc. It's all in a way that Islam teaches. My akhlaq must be the beautiful akhlaq that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us. I want to do this. And I want my life to be in such a way that I am far away from sins. I am not getting myself involved in any haram. I am not involving myself in looking at haram, in listening to haram, in speaking haram. I don't want to be involved in chatting to anybody that is wrong for me to be communicating with. I don't want to be listening to music. Any illicit relationships, I want to be totally far away from it. Now the first thing that this starts off with, all this starts off with, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ akhira, The one who has a determined intention. So the Qur'an Sharif is speaking about the fundamentals of this success. And the first aspect is this intention. Often, we just have a wish. Many people don't even have that wish. And this is a very tragic thing. That we don't even have that intention or that wish also that I want to be somebody who is fulfilling all the obligations of deen and who is staying away from all the sin. Many people don't want to make any kind of dua for that also. Sometimes, and this is not just imagination, one youngster was being spoken to, he says that, no, I don't want to change my life. Na'uzubillah. The wrong that he is involved in, he was speaking to some alim, the alim was trying to encourage him, and he says, no, but I don't want to change my life. I am happy to just continue the way I am. And what is he? What is the way he is in? Involved in so many wrongs, so many sins, leading a life of uh, disobedience to Allah Ta'ala. And he's saying, no, but I don't, don't want to change. Now that is a very, very tragic situation. That is indeed very, very heartbreaking that somebody doesn't even have that intention or even that wish that I don't want to be doing what I'm doing. I, want to, uh, I don't want to uh, change from what I'm doing. I'm not even interested, na'uzubillah, in becoming a better person in terms of deen. That is indeed a very dangerous situation. When a person comes to that level, now the next thing is that he will start regarding the wrong as right. Presently, he might be regarding the wrong as wrong, but feeling, let's carry on with it. That too is a terrible thing. But then the next step comes, that he will start justifying the wrong. Allah forbid. When a person starts justifying the wrong, that is an extremely dangerous thing. It can take a person out of the pale of Islam. Just depends on what exactly the situation was. But sometimes it can take a person out of the borders of Iman. Can throw a person out of the fold of Islam. When a person starts justifying the wrong. When a person starts finding 
reasons and excuses to say that the wrong is right. That is an extremely dangerous thing. And if we look into ourselves, unfortunately sometimes these type of things happen. Somebody is for example doing something, maybe for example not observing parda properly. Now because it's something that we are not doing, so there might be some instance where somebody is encouraging it or somebody is now emphasizing it and we will go on the defense of ourselves. That look, this is not really so serious, it's not applicable in this time and age and parda is really in the heart. So this is fine and you can't be so stringent and strict now that no intermingling and can't talk to your cousins also. Now that is something which is gone on a very dangerous level. One is a person is not observing that full parda, person is talking to some cousins, person is not observing parda from other male relatives who are not mahram. One is a mahram, that's fine. But uncles and so on who are not mahram. Now a person is not maintaining the parda from them. So that is something which is one is, it's wrong. But a person is acknowledging that this is my weakness, this is a wrong and I'm trying to rectify this. Then inshallah there is hope that that will move forward. But as soon as this justification starts creeping in, but now you can't be so hard and this is something that's going to break the family. Na'uzubillah. Allah Ta'ala's hukam will break the family? No. It is a disobedience of Allah Ta'ala that breaks the family. It is those that are bent on the disobedience who are breaking the family. Allah Ta'ala's ahkam, Allah Ta'ala's commands cannot break any family. Person doesn't want to attend a function, a wedding, or something where there is haram taking place, there is intermingling taking place. Now shaitan turns it the other way around. The person who is doing the right, the person who says, I am not going to attend this function because I don't want to get involved in the haram. This photography that is going to be taking place here and this is becoming a common problem everywhere. Illa mashallah. Photography and music and what not goes on. Now somebody says, I can't be here. So shaitan now warps the minds. Warps the minds in which way? That that person who wants to do the right, shaitan turns the minds of others against him or her and says this person is breaking the family. This person is breaking family ties. That person is not breaking family ties. That person is just staying away from haram. Those who are breaking family ties are the ones who are insisting on doing the haram. Because that is breaking the family ties. Ten people are friends and nine of them decide now they are going to go to a club. They are going to go and drink. They are going to go and get involved in drugs. So one person says, I am not coming. So he says, well you see now you are breaking ties. You are breaking this friendship. And you are doing a very bad thing. Now he is doing a bad thing. And they are doing a good thing. They are going to go take drugs. They are doing a good thing. They are going to go and drink. They are doing a good thing. They are going to a club. They are doing a good thing. They are the ones doing the bad thing. They are the ones that are breaking the friendship by insisting on going to the haram places. So likewise, that family members, those family members who are insisting on having a function with haram in it, they are breaking the family ties. Not the person who is refraining from it. But shaitan turns it the other way around. 
Shaitan warps the minds. And we get caught up in that. And now we also want to now be on the so-called right side of things. That Nobody must say, I am responsible for breaking the family ties. So I got to be there. So that is wrong. If something haram is taking place, we can't be there. So in any case, this is unfortunately the situation that sometimes a person doesn't even have that intention of changing. And the person says, no, I don't even want to leave the wrong I'm doing. This is an extremely dangerous thing. Person is involved in some wrong and is realizing and recognizing his weakness, her weakness and is uh, feeling remorse over it. But just that somehow the person seems to be so-called trapped in that. The person is from within saying, I hope that this comes right. I'm trying to make it right. Inshallah, it will come right. So the first thing is that intention. When a person makes that determined intention, I want to be doing what is right. I don't want to do what is wrong. Then that is the first step to doing what is right. Now a person will start doing what is right. For example, now we are in the madrasa. Now in the madrasa you will get different types of students. Every madrasa. Every madrasa almost in the world. So you will get different types of students. You will get those who will come with the intention. Now they have got a determined intention. That I want to study deen. If I come to a deeny environment, the deeny madrasa, I want to study deen. And deen will be acquired by fulfilling the object, the etiquettes. So among the etiquettes is that I got to be fulfilling my promise that I have made with the madrasa. Now what is the promise when a person enrolls in the madrasa? So a person accepts to abide by all the rules of the madrasa. So by enrolling, that is the promise. I will abide by the rules of the madrasa. Now that is something our parents have signed, we have signed, we have accepted that I want to be in this place. So I have accepted to abide by the rules. That is a promise. So one is that student who will come in with that determined intention that I got to follow the rules. I got to follow the direction and the instruction of the teachers. So this is one mindset with which a student comes. Now that is an intention. Now that student who came with that intention, it will become very much easier to now act upon that intention and to fulfill those rules, to fulfill that promise which we have made at the time of enrolling because this is a, an agreement. It's an agreement and an agreement, the Quran Sharif says, awfu bil that abide by your agreements. So now that one student comes with that intention, that this is what I want to do, I've come to study here, I've come to acquire deen, and therefore I will do what is the things that I'm supposed to do, I will abide by the rules of the madrasa. So it becomes very easy for that student to now do that. And now there will be some rule that might come later on. The student takes that into his stride as well, and he goes on. And then you will get some who may not say it in so many words. In every madrasa of the world almost, illa mashallah, that you'll get students there who though they may not express it in so many words, but they 
don't even have any intention to be fulfilling all the etiquettes of that of acquiring the knowledge of deen. Up front, they don't even have any intention that I'm going to try to do everything. All in their mind is, I mustn't get into any trouble. That's all. So as long as I can just stay out of trouble, I can do what I want. So they don't even have any intention that I must abide by all the rules of the madrasa. That intention is not there also. And as a result, it will keep coming up. Because now when the intention is not there, there's going to be no drive to do what is the right things. So every other day, there will be some issue now. There will be some problem. Because you can't keep yourself out of trouble all the time when you're not doing the right things. So something or the other will keep coming up. And this starts creating a problem for the person now. And it also starts creating a certain manner within the person. A certain way of conduct. So what happens is, today it is in the madrasa, for example, that a person is conducting herself or himself in that manner, that taking things for granted, not being conscious about the agreement one has made with the madrasa, not being concerned about fulfilling the rules and abiding by the rules of the madrasa, and following what one feels one wants to do, that's all, full stop. So now this becomes the manner in which one conducts oneself. It becomes part of one system. Now what happens? Life moves on. Madrasa days will be one day past. And a person will be out of that formal learning situation. Now the person has to interact more at home. So now the same kind of attitude continues at home with the parents, with others. If there is something the mother says, don't, don't tell me this. Or do this, I'll do it when I want to do it. Or please help out here, not my job. That is after being asked. And if not asked, then don't even expect me to do anything. I will do something when I want to do it, if I want to do it. I am my own boss. Nobody must tell me what to do. Now that becomes the system with the parents also. But then life has to move on. So one day that person now gets married. And the person gets married, now she's in somebody else's home. So now there's, she's at loggerheads with her in-laws now. She's at loggerheads with her own husband. Because she's a boss of her own. So nobody must tell her anything. Nobody must ask her to do anything. Nobody must correct her in something. If anybody corrects her, she will fly off the handle as they say. She'll be hitting the roof. And Allah forbid if that roof is just made of something weak, then the whole roof will fly out. So where did this all come from? It came from that long ago's habit, that habit of years behind, that I am above the rules. I should not be told anything. I should not be reprimanded. I should not be instructed. Now, where did this attitude come from? That there wasn't even an intention to do what is right. There wasn't even the determined intention to become a better person. There wasn't even the determined intention to become a productive person. To become a humble person. To become a pious person. To become an Allah conscious person. To become somebody who is an asset to oneself. 
to one's parents, to one's community, relatives, etc. And to the ummah at large. How? By becoming a pious individual in one's home. Because the home is the bedrock of society. When a person has become a pious individual in the home, especially in the case of women, so now they are going to raise up pious children, inshallah. Now that is their contribution to society. That is their contribution to the community. That is their contribution to the ummah. That they are going to develop and bring up individuals who have the right values. They are going to bring up people who have the right courage. And who are ready to take on the challenges that may come in order to serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala. So now this is a contribution of that mother. So, where did this start off from? Where it comes from? From that determined intention. That I want to be doing what is right. I want to be a better person. I want to stay away from all haram. I want to become that type of insan who is a Musalman and who Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Who is a true Muslim and who Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. So this all comes to this aspect of this determined intention. And when we will have this determined intention, now it will make us move forward in that direction. When a person has a determined intention, the person makes dua himself or herself. Because a person wants to move in that direction. So a person starts making dua. Many people applied for hajj for accreditation, they want to go for hajj. Now that was a determined intention that the person applied also. So now after applying, people were, many people, from time to time, were saying, please make dua, I've applied, don't know what's going to be the outcome, my name must come up. Now, the person is making dua himself, he's asking others to make dua, everybody he meets, meets somebody elder, somebody senior, somebody junior, whoever he meets, He's asking everybody for du'as. He's making du'a himself. And from time to time, he's trying to find out also what's going on. So now, what is driving all this forward? It was that determined intention. But somebody else has a wish. I wish I can go for hajj. Or I wish to go for hajj. He's got that wish in his heart. But he's not making any effort. He's not trying to save some money if he doesn't have enough. He's not even putting his name onto the list. He's not even making an application for accreditation now with this new system. So now you'll say that this person is not determined. He doesn't have a true intention. He's got a wish, alhamdulillah, very good. But that wish is not enough. There must be a determined intention. Waman aradal akhira. The person who has a determined intention. So together, now this is the first step. The determined intention. And not just something by the way. When a person has the determined intention, the next thing the person does is, the person finds out what is the route to get to the destination. A person has a determined intention to go to some place. But it is not a place that he is familiar with the road. So when he is not familiar with the road, but he wants to get there, so he will now ask and inquire, how do I make it there? What is the route? What do I need for the journey? And all the various other necessary aspects he will inquire. So he will inquire from who? 
He will inquire from somebody who is aware, somebody who is familiar. He won't inquire from anyone and everyone. Somebody else who is just as ignorant as him of the root. So what is the point in asking that person? That person doesn't know it and he doesn't know it. Both are on equal footing. So he will ask somebody who has the knowledge of that root. Somebody who is familiar. So he has got a determined intention. He is making dua. He is asking others for dua. Now he is also asking for advice and direction. So likewise, a person who is determined to become successful in dunya and akhirat, person who wants the real success, the ultimate success, then together with the determined intention to get there, a person will make dua also. Lot of dua. And a person will ask others to make dua also. Shaitan, this is the point where shaitan comes and hijacks a person. Comes and waylays a person. Shaitan already puts it in the heart and mind. Forget about it. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. What you want to do? You want to become a five times, make sure your five times namaz is all performed properly. Everything on time. The first time. Forget about it. You're not going to make it. So already shaitan puts the negative. Why? Because if he chops it off at the root, that a person doesn't even get to make the intention, then shaitan doesn't have to worry about anything further. So this is the point where shaitan comes and already uproots the whole thing. That This is not going to happen, forget about it. So we have to defeat shaitan at his game and make the determined intention. that I can do it. I can do it when a mu'min says I can do it. Everything is qualified with inshallah. Inshallah, with the help of Allah Ta'ala. I'm left to myself, I can do nothing. I can't even lift one finger. I'm left to myself, I can't speak half a word, I can't speak one letter. If I'm left to myself, I can't blink an eye. So we can do nothing on ourselves. But with the help of Allah Ta'ala, we will achieve whatever we want to achieve. With the help of Allah Ta'ala. So we have to turn to Him. So, don't allow shaitan to become an obstacle. The starting point is to make that determined intention. And that is what we should do. Refresh it from time to time. This may not be the beginning of the year. It's towards the latter part of the year. It doesn't mean these things only at the beginning of the year must make a good intention and carry on. No, this is something that needs to be repeatedly made. Refreshed. That I want to do the right things. I want to become a good Muslimah. I want to become a pious servant of Allah Ta'ala. I want to have the best akhlaq. I want to be somebody who is obedient. Somebody who is very, very obliging. Someone who has all the right qualities and values. The determined intention. I want to perform all my ibadat perfectly. I want to make my akhlaq proper. I want to make my muamalat and muasharat correct. So then together with that is dua. And a lot of dua. For ourselves, for everybody else. Dua. And asking others for dua also. Whoever we can ask for duas. We ask them for duas. And especially the pious, the elderly, the people on, who are musafir, the sick. The duas are accepted. So we will ask them for dua. And together with dua, then to inquire about what is the manner of reaching the destination. So that we will inquire, we will take advice, 
person will not just go blindly onto some road and say, well, I'll try and make it somehow. No, we take the advice and we inquire what is the manner of going forward. So, this advice is very important. Person is struggling with something. is becoming an obstacle. Somebody was caught up in some wrong in, a, in the past. Now, that is becoming a big obstacle for the way forward. So now, in order to overcome this obstacle, we should be taking direction, be taking advice, because that is now the way we are finding the route. The route is to reach Allah Ta'ala, to reach the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Now, without taking the advice, we will just be groping in the dark. We don't know what we are going to be latching onto. It might be a stick, it might be a snake, we might be putting our hand into something that might injure us, might hurt us. We have no idea, we are groping in the dark. So therefore, we need to find out from somebody who knows what's going on. From somebody who has a better understanding. And in this way, inshallah, we will be able to make progress. So we will refer to our mallimas, we will refer to others, we will refer to the seniors in our families, whoever. And we will inquire from them. And the best is to decide who we feel will be able to guide us correctly. And we refer all our queries, etc. to that one person. So otherwise we can sometimes fall into some confusion when we start taking direction from ten directions. It might be that all are saying what is right, but it will seem sometimes different and we will fall into confusion. So in any case, the first thing was the determined intention. And together with the determined intention was dua and asking about how to get there. Asking about the manner of reaching the destination, taking advice, taking guidance. And further from that is, that after having had the right intention, mashallah, excellent, the person is making dua, the person is taking advice, alhamdulillah. But with all this, a person will not reach the destination until one does not walk on the road, so not moving ahead. If one is not going to move ahead, one is not going to go anywhere. The intention is not going to itself make a person reach the destination. So one will have to start making an effort. That the person who intends to reach the akhirat but makes the proportionate effort with Iman. So Iman is the foundation. But together with that, the proportionate effort to get directly to Jannat. So what we understand very clearly is that a proportionate effort has to be made. Not a haphazard effort. Not just what we think might be enough effort. Effort in every direction. Effort, for example, in ilm. So there were those who had this determined intention. That determined intention drove them to make a real effort. One great Alim and Muhaddith and Faqih, he was a great personality of his time, Ibn al-Jawzi rahmatullahi Allama Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah. So he was somebody who made a tremendous amount of effort in ilm. And in that time, they used to have these reed pens. So all the time you have to keep sh- shaving off that pen to sharpen it, so that it can write properly. The person will write after a while, is written for several pages, it starts getting blunt. 
So you're going to now sharpen it. So all those shavings, each time you're sharpening a pen. Now he had written so many books, so many kitabs, and all the time writing this Hadith Sharif, that only the Hadith Sharif, the shavings of the pen, while writing Hadith Sharif, he had collected all those shavings, those little chips, he collected it. And all these were collected, he made wasiyat. That when I pass away, these shavings and these chips that were shaved off the pencil or the pen while I was busy writing Hadith Sharif, when I pass away, this must be used to heat the water for my ghusl. Now these little chips dry completely. You put fire to it, it will burn very quickly. The whole heap will get burnt in no time. So now to heat that water for ghusl, you need to burn that fire for a while. It's not going to happen in one minute or two minutes. So it is stated that the water for his ghusl, when it was now to be heated, so they used these shavings, these chips. Now, after so many pages are written, then you'll shave it a little bit. How much will come out? A small little quantity will come out. You can hold it in the fing- one, one finger. But over time, he was writing so much, so many ahadith, all this was collected, or the water for his ghusl was heated and still there was a lot left over. Can we imagine how much of effort in ilm he made? But where did this drive come from? It came from that determined intention. That I got to now dedicate myself in this direction. So there's a determined intention and then there's an effort. So the effort to become a good Muslim, that mujahada, that striving, that striving outwardly also, that striving inwardly as well. What is the inward striving? I'm not going to think anything that is wrong deliberately. I'm not going to have a wrong attitude. I'm going to suppress any kind of temptation that comes and which is going to take me now to haram. I'm going to suppress the temptation to be my own boss and not listen to my seniors, my parents, other elders in the family, my muallimas. That why must I be told anything? Now that is also a struggle sometimes for some people. But yes, I want to become the good person, so I'm going to make this effort. I made the intention, I'm going to make the effort also. That when this sometimes comes in my mind that let me not bother about what is being told to me, I will suppress that. I will not give in to that. Because in time, inshallah, this will make me a better person. So when a person has made that determined effort as well, one is the determined intention, and together with that, the determined effort. Now both these things combined, the niyat, the intention, and obviously together with that is dua, dua for oneself, and asking others for dua, then obviously inquiring, taking advice, but then making the proportionate effort as well. Now this is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed, when a person puts the system in place, then with the will of Allah Ta'ala, and by the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, the person now will attain what he has set out to attain. But now somebody wants to shirk, and wants to bypass the system, then it's not going to happen. One exception, once in a while something happened, that's an exception. That's not, that doesn't become the rule. And now everybody says, I'll become the exception, then that too is foolish. Very foolish. 
exceptions are once in a blue moon and it's those who generally try to make themselves the exception that doesn't happen they generally will never become the exception Allah Ta'ala sometimes makes somebody just overnight become something with his Qudrat that's the exception the whole ages you'll find here and there some incidents like that so we need to come onto the system we need to come onto the system starting off with this determined intention which we should be making right now while we are listening to this from the depths of our heart with sincerity turning to Allah Ta'ala alone Ya Allah, I want to become a true servant of yours. Ya Allah, I want to fulfill every command of deen. I have many weaknesses. I want to overcome those weaknesses. Ya Allah, I want to be that kind of servant who you are pleased with. Ya Allah, I want to be that type of student of deen that is a true student, fulfilling all the etiquettes, respecting one's kitabs, respecting one's maldimas, respecting the madrasa, Staying away from sin, staying away from all things that are that becomes an obstacle in acquiring this ilm. Say, Allah, I want to become that kind of student. I want to become somebody who has the best akhlaq. I want to become somebody who does all their muamalat and muasharat in a correct manner. I want to be somebody who is very, very obliging, very kind, very compassionate, very forgiving. I want to be somebody filled with all the beautiful values. I want to remove this materialism out of my heart. I don't want to be caught up in all this fashion culture and all these things that take one towards wrong. So now, that determined intention. So this is where it starts off from. And we should already have made this determined intention. While we are in this moment, listening to this, we are making these determined intentions. Then, the next step will start immediately also. Dua for ourselves. So briefly we will make dua now. Ya Allah, whatever intentions I have made, Ya Allah, you grant me that and more so. So after this program is over, dua takes place. But after the joint dua is over, then for a two minute or two, two, three minutes, we will make dua for ourselves. Silently, everyone. Making our, reaffirming our intentions deeply and then making dua to Allah Ta'ala. So that we are making amal immediately on this. That Ya Allah, you make me that good Muslim. You make me that obedient servant of yours. You make me that obliging individual. You make me that person filled with the right character and akhlaq. You make me that servant of yours who you are pleased with. Ya Allah, you make me that person who stays away from all haram. So we will make dua also. And later before we leave, we will ask others for dua also. We'll ask our Balnimas, we'll ask our fellow students, we'll go home and ask our parents. And together with all that, now we have to already start putting <coughs> that effort in. Alhamdulillah, we are all making some effort to increase that effort. And especially where we see our weaknesses are, whether it's in akhlaq, whether it is in muamalat, in muasharat, in our ibadat, in staying away from haram, whatever it may be, we put more focus in that, more attention in that, so that that becomes rectified. In this way we will find that dunya also will become a pleasure. Despite its challenges, dunya will become a place of peace for us. And what is the real place is the akhirat. And that is where we will enjoy all the ni'mats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala grant me and all the tawfiq that 
we become those servants of Allah Ta'ala who make this determined intention, we take the advice as well, we make dua also, and we also make the determined effort. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq for this. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين